Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Never Open Podcast, the podcast open to everyone, uh, except a, uh, a Mr. Joe Negron, who made both of us <laughs> shit our pants with uh, worry and then pumped us back up with excitement because, oh, there's no New Japan shows on this week? Well, we'll just do another Never Room or something. Oh, wait, here's something that he almost never is. Which is incorrect because uh, I watched New Japan this week and we're going to talk about it. So I'm only joking, Joe. I love you, dude. But uh, this is a never. What am I doing? This is a never open podcast. See, I've just totally gone off on a tangent. It's been over a week, man, since we've recorded. I am your host, Luke Grumpy2. With me, as always, is my co host, Mr. Andy. Say hello, Mr. Andy. Hello, Mr. Andy. Hello, Luke. And uh, hello to Smart Wrestling fan. We love you guys. It was just, it's fun because Joe's never wrong. So it was funny that he was wrong. So, you know, um, but uh, yeah, they got me scared there for a second. I was like, fuck, man. And we had like planned a whole new week of scheduling for recording stuff. And then it turned out apparently uh, maybe they looked at an article that was a year old. I don't know, but uh, I'm happy to be here. And man, we got a variety of things to talk about, not just I mean, yes, it's all New Japan related, but we got some, you know, it's kind of a variety. It's a mixed bag, as they say. Yes. Yes, it is a mixed bag. Uh, there's, some, there's some good stuff that happened. There's some stuff that happened as well that wasn't so awesome. But that's all right. That's, that sounds like a week in wrestling to me. There's so much wrestling to, to watch, even if you're just watching, like, one company. You're not going to like all of it. It's just impossible. But uh, we're a sweary podcast, everyone, so just be aware of that. And we are going to cover, uh, what, one Road to Dontaku show and two Satsuma shows. Uh, I can't remember the whole Satsuma name, but Satsuma Nikuni? I'm not going to embarrass myself anymore by saying the whole thing. I'll just call them the Satsuma shows. So that's what we're covering today. We also have, uh, what, Match Recommends. Uh, we'll cover. We'll talk a little bit about that uh, strong title match, and there's uh, a teeny tiny bit of uh, bit of news, which will uh, cross over into at least two different promotions. Whether we uh, follow both of those promotions or not is a totally different story. Because uh, I was talking to you, Mr. Andy, about this, hey, and me. I was like, "Yeah, that's you." And I was like, "Well, if I was going to watch more wrestling," I feel like I get my Western wrestling fix. I know Western wrestling pretty solidly. If I was going to watch more wrestling, it would probably be, probably be more Japanese wrestling. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. But, uh, you know, I, people it's COVID. People have got to go get paid and do some work and stuff. That's fine. But, okay. uh, yeah. I uh, am on a tangent already, Mr. Andy. Yeah, I'm confused as to why you're talking about that. But that's okay, you know. Well, you know, we've got uh, – oh, well, let's just get into a, a teeny tiny bit of news. We've got uh, – oh, I'm talking about it because Mr. El Fantasmo is going to turn up on Impact. Oh, right. Okay, which, yeah, I don't want to watch that. So. <laughs> yeah, and look, I, I hope people watch Impact and love it. I really do. But uh, I, 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 I don't know. I like other stuff. And between New Japan and AEW, I think I feel like I watch a fucking fuck ton of wrestling. <laughs> Fucking fuck ton, yeah. We're dropping the bombs tonight. 
<laughs> this morning. <laughs> yep, there is that. And in other crossover news, I like it when things cross over into things I already watch. And I'll, I'll announce it here because I won't uh, spoil any of the shows we're going to cover, but it's on May 12th in uh, AEW Dynamite. So it's uh, not next week, the week after. We're going to have a IWGP United States title match between uh, Mr. John Moxley and Yuji Nagata. And uh, I'm excited for that because there's going to be a whole bunch of people that maybe don't know anything about Yuji Nagata, and they're going to see some Blue Justice up in, the, in that shit. And so, fuck yeah. Yeah, and, pretty cool. Yep. And before that match happens, uh, there will be a strong match next weekend. I think, yeah, it'll be Yuji Nagata and Ren Narita versus Chris Dickinson and John Moxley. So I might tune in and, um, or, or at least I'll, or at least watch that match. So, yeah. Well, they're using the New Japan formula, you know, to build to the AEW match, which is cool. Um, mm-hmm. This is clearly a case of them being like, someone being like, hey, so John Moxley, you were in the G1, but I'm sure there's some people that you didn't get to face that you wanted to face. And he's like, yeah, how about Yuji Nagata? And they're like, okay, let's do it. Because he was in the G1. They were in, they were, you know, Yuji Nagata retired the year before from G1. So they did not face each other, maybe in a tag a little bit, but I don't think so. So this is probably the first time they've touched. And that's pretty cool. Um, You know, sometimes we wonder why, you know, I don't in this case, but sometimes you wonder why these legends type matches sometimes happen. And it's because a lot of times the person, the younger person is like, fuck yeah. You know, like like at WrestleMania last year, it was like Drew versus Goldberg, Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre was probably like, yes, I get to wrestle Goldberg. Meanwhile, us as fans, we were like, oh, well, I don't get that. But, you know, it makes a lot of sense that way. And yeah, uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what happens. Maybe you can kind of win that title and that will make things less messy, but we'll see what happens. I don't know. John Moxley versus the oldest 53 year old. Yeah, that's a great gimmick, right? The oldest 53 year old. I love that. I saw that tweet, tweety tune. Fuck, that made me chuckle. Uh, <laughs> so definitely had to bring that up. All right. So before we go on to uh, Wrestling Dontaku or Kojima tweets or emails and any of that fun stuff. Oh, it makes it sound like I'm going to talk about something not fun, but I'll talk about something that was fine. And I <laughs> did not what now I, I, I do believe you checked this out too, Mr. Andy, but uh, so uh, we both checked out uh, Brody King versus filthy Tom Lawler at the final tournament match, whatever to crown the new or the, sorry, the inaugural uh, New Japan Strong champion. And I, I thought it was fine. Look, there's a couple things I have wrong with the match, and it's not anything to do with either of the wrestlers. They're, they're wrestling in a place that has a zero atmosphere. It's the vacuum of space. And Alex Kozlov, I'm sorry, man. You've not gotten any better at all. Just like, you no, you're still stanky. Like, yeah, he's he's not good on commentary. I didn't write down anything he said because I think sometimes he'll either not do anything that's too annoying or he'll just be too annoying to keep up with. And uh, I think it was the second one that time. I usually don't pay too much attention to the commentary, but I don't know why, man. His voice just, just cuts through me and uh, 
really annoys the shit out of me. So, yeah, I watched the match. Uh, I thought it was pretty good, solid stuff. You got uh, your – it's like a, a big man, a smaller man kind of match with uh, Brody trying to do power moves and uh, whoop his ass where you got uh, Filthy Tom Lawler trying to cut him down and grind down on him with, uh, you know, submission holds and things like that. It was it was interesting stuff. I, I quite liked it. I would have liked it even more if they had any form of crowd at all. Just something, just just something. And I know it's tough because of the whole COVID situation. So, it, but uh, that's been our major one of our major problems with strong is just that without the app, without any form of atmosphere, uh, even the good stuff uh, seems a little boring and i'm sorry to say that but uh it was fine stuff and we did crown our first champion which was uh, filthy tom lawler yes i've seen filthy tom lawler before i've talked about it on the show I, you know i know he's good all right however I, he doesn't do much for me and i i know that's shitty i'm just i'm just some asshole and i don't know shit but i like i really like birdie and and um I, however on this this match did not move the needle for me in any way, shape, or form, and and it's causing me to realize something about what what you just said to respond to something you just said. There's making me realize something about New Japan Strong is that they has zero budget, zero budget, and so they got no budget because it would cost money to like you know have a few people get tested and have them come in and be a part of the crowd and make sure they're vaccinated or whatever that would cost money even though they could sell tickets and maybe make money they probably end up paying those people or paying for these services so you know it's it's just without a crowd it's fucking garbage i can't stand it and wrestling it's like it's like music nowadays when you hear a song and you're just like waiting for the drum beat to drop and you're waiting and then the song's over and you're like, there was never any drum beat. What the fuck? Like, that's what this is like for me. It's like, it's like music with no percussion. You know, there's nothing, nothing for the, them to draw off of. And we, if you've been to live wrestling in a packed house where the fucking crowd is going insane, the wrestlers are better. They just are. And and it's just a matter of fact. And so it's a shame to see these guys in this kind of low energy situation. And I really don't like the style they wrestled. I just don't, I don't find it any, it, it's a little, I just don't like it, you know? So it was just very, didn't make much sense to me. There wasn't much like ring psychology going on. I mean, there was one part where filthy Tom Lawler is bumps and he's supposed to be in the corner because uh, you know, he's uh, the uh, Brody is looking at him like I'm gonna do my big uh, move in the corner. You know, I do the cannonball. You know, everybody knows that that's my big move. I'm a big guy. And Filthy Tom Lawler looks at him, locks eyes, and then it's like, oh shit, I'm supposed to be in the corner. So then he just kind of wiggles his way over there, and Brody can't play to the crowd to cover him. So it just pokes all that all that stuff pokes me in the eye when I watch a match like this. I don't like strong. It's a fact. So that's that's all I got to say about. It. Although. I'm happy that they're doing stuff. I just this shouldn't be on TV, man. It's not good. Yeah, I might have waited until um you could have some semblance of crowd. But you're right about the music analogy. It's like uh, it'd be like listening to uh, that. I can feel it coming in the air tonight by Phil Collins, and instead of that really late drum beat right near the end, it it never happens. Right. Uh, and the reason that song's so memorable. Uh, is because of that 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 you know that beat dropping right right near the bloody end. 
My my but sister yeah. once she coined the term um uh wrestling blue balls. And that's what this is. It's wrestling blue balls, but you never I mean like <laughs> it's not even that good, you know? I mean, that's just my opinion. I like I think both those guys are good. I think they're being a disservice by being forced to uh to, you know, uh perform under these conditions and I don't think it's good. That's my opinion. I think that's another reason why we don't cover strong. We like the wrestlers. We want to see them do well, except <laughs> when we watch the show, all we do is like drop trowel and take a shit on it. Yeah. And, we just be and, this for the next, for like an hour. Or so. Yeah. And, and we don't want to do that. We, <laughs> we like the performers. We want to see them fucking um, kick ass and all that kind of stuff. And it kind of hurts when, uh, yeah. So yeah. The, the <laughs> all right. Is that. <laughs> All right. Do you want to go to uh, uh, an email? Some uh, a really yeah. beautiful, smart, amazing person emailed the show, uh, or do you want to go to a, a Kojima thing? Let's go to this email. I'm I'm fired up. I we you know and and you can tell folks how to do that and stuff. How to get a hold of us? Oh yeah. If you want to send us an email, which could be word based or voicey based, you can do that at neveropenneveropenpod uh, never at gmail dot com. We need a voicey. We need a voicey email. It's been a while, folks. Am I gonna yeah. have to start, like make up a person and start sending in my own voicey emails? Is that what I'm gonna have to do? I don't want to do that. Come on. No, I'm. I do really. You know, I mean, I could just record my voice and send you a fucking. Or no, record my voice. No, I mean, I could always bother Macabe and uh, get a burger recipe off him. But uh, I know, man, I got an idea for him. I'll tell you about <laughs> later. All right, so you can also contact us on the Tweety. You can do that at NeverOpenPod. Or you can get Mr. Andy at Drusifer for tweets or me at Grumpy2EB. There's usually one of us or both of us around on the Tweety when shows are on. So you can interact with us like that if you wish. Or if you don't want to do the whole email thing, apparently you can DM us and they don't annoy you with the character limits. I don't know. I don't do yeah. him that much. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> so you can do all of these things to contact us. We like being contacted. Also, any Aussies listening in, I have a, uh, a small pile of stickers in uh, on one of my tables in the house, and I've already stuck stickers on things I wanted to stick stickers on. So if you would like a sticker to stick on to things you want to <laughs> stick a stuck on... <laughs> send send uh either send uh, the show a, a quick email or just dm uh never open pod at gmail never open at never open pod on the jesus screen. christ bloody hell or i could do the sticker stuck stickers thing but i can't do the fucking emails or tweeties look <laughs> you i've already told you how to contact us if you're aussie post is pretty cheap they're only stickers hit me up you know how. <laughs> Don't make me say it again. <laughs> right. So. Yes, right, Luke. I'll, yes. I'll go. All right. So sometimes, uh, yeah, the uh, the wonderfully beautiful e- emailer is, of course, my wonderfully smart, beautiful uh, wife, Mrs. Grumpy. Is that's how she's signed it. Now, sometimes she'll ask me questions wrestling related questions and i feel like i know the answer like deep in my soul i know the answer it's, it's tip of my tongue kind of shit 
But uh, every time I've got a tip of my tongue kind of question, I'll just be like, uh, hey, Andy, blah, blah, blah. Instead, this time I was just like, why, why don't you email the show? Because uh, we don't have any. And it's just like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> you took but, yeah. pity upon us. That's nice. Yeah. Pity, pity mails. But uh, these are good. That's all right. I'll take any emails I can get. All right. Hey, guys. I felt like salt in the wound when I heard from your show about that guy, the laundry one, saying in a promo that he had nothing to apologize for, when in real life, he didn't apologize well. Surely that's not the kind of heat that's good. My question for the show is, would a wrestler, when a wrestler used a real-life situation to get heat, my question is, when has a wrestler... Sorry, she didn't write that wrong. I read it wrong. That's my fucker. Yeah. My question for the show is, when has a wrestler used a real-life situation to get heat and it's been done well? I'm skeptical if that's possible, but if it is, I'd like to hear how. It's absolutely possible. I mean, so, you know, there's a million uh, examples of this, and the company that has been the best at doing this and what's so funny, this is such a great subject because that company, which I'll tell you what it is here in a second, can't do it anymore, but they keep trying to do it and they fail miserably every time. And it's just like, it's cliche and, and so cringe as the kids say. Um, and that company's WWE. They used to be fantastic at this. I mean, the entire mm -hmm. Montreal Screwjob uh, storyline is this. The, um, you know, uh, I, three, it's th 316 says, I just broke your neck. That's one of them with, with uh, you know, Owen Hart. Uh, the Summer of Punk is another one of them. Um, anything Vince McMahon ever says is pretty much one of them. So it can be done very, very well. It When it isn't done well, it is like it's like a botched move. It just looks like shit, and you hope no one gets hurt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, I, I totally see it. I, I, now Charity's going to listen to this and go, hey, Luke. What's the Montreal screw job? Oh so, boy, uh, that's fun though. That's such I know what that is. <laughs> I so, know what that is. I remember here's that. something else you need to tell her about. You need to tell her about the NWO. And if you do your research, all right, just a real quick tangent. In the early days of wrestling, the North and the South were kind of divided by Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon uh, inherited his company, uh, WWF, from his father, and then he started buying up the territories. And some territories wouldn't sell. Those territories, this is all, this is a big um, you know, hand wave over a million details, but that company or the, all those, those territories became WCW and all the Northern territories that were combined with Vince that he had bought became the WWF. And so later on in WCW, when here comes these guys, uh, you know, Razor and, and Diesel, but they're going by their real names. Do they work for WWF? They're infiltrating WCW. Does this go back to that early shit? Oh my God. That storyline is so fucking amazing amazing it's one of the best examples of that and uh they screwed it up the second that eric bishop joined but um before that it is one of the coolest storylines of all time in wrestling so there you go yep yeah there's there's a lot of wrestling stories i uh, wrestling ideas from big companies where it starts off well and then lose steam yeah it happens yeah just 
try it's it's not good to try to do it with like sexual assault type things and like those are those are the things you want to stay away from and and i think that's what she was kind of meaning um as far as bad heat yeah. but like the owen hart example is a good one he screwed up and broke fucking <laughs> um broke uh steve austin's neck and then the next day he shows up on tv with a 316 i just broke your neck shirt <laughs> That's a good example of what I mean as far as the bad heat. But, I mean, that's some good heat, even though it was a terrible thing that happened. Whatever. And he, and, and he never apologized. I wonder if uh, someone's bitter about that. But <laughs> <laughs> all right. So there's a, a, a another thing that uh, my wife said. I haven't read this one. but uh, So uh, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting idea. But uh, considering we only got pity emails this week, uh, I don't know. Maybe this will fire people up. I don't know. Who knows? Like you this. could have a competition where listeners write plays for Wato, Tanahashi, Makabe, that 30s reporter. Yeah, that's that's it, that's you. And any new guests to read, <laughs> and you can read them all on the show. The best submission gets a sticker or something. Uh, I like that idea. If you, this goes back to uh, the Tweety, that uh, <clears throat> just some random photo we had of uh, Tenzan, Nagata, and Kojima doing gym stuff it was a commercial on between the fucking shows right but you know between yes, this affecting yes. period and you and i started talking about three dads gym and then we started tweeting about it and then uh, other people like will randomly jump in and and join in so we don't really talk about all those ideas on the show because there's just too many i don't write them down but if if a show's a bit just there uh, our Tweety might turn into a bit of a <laughs> three dads love fest. That's fine. Where we just talk silly sitcom ideas and stuff like that. And yeah, uh, it, you don't even have to necessarily write something. If you've got a really, really super pretentious, like if you stumble upon a super pretentious like burger recipe or something, I'm pretty sure Makabe might read that out. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, you know, I mean, you can also send us like say, oh, well, here's a scene from Hamlet. Um, I would like these two people to act it out or, or these three. You know, we could easily do something like that. In fact, if you haven't listened to the Never Realm episode, we read a scene from Star Trek and uh, Watto and uh, and Backwoods Tanahashi read a scene from Star Trek. And it's pretty funny. So, um you know, I am all about that shit. That's a great idea. Please write in with your ideas. We will take concepts, ideas, or completely read what you send as long as it's, you know, within – as long as it's fun. That's pretty much it. So We'll read sweary stuff, but if it's a bit, like, wrong or naughty, we, yes. we might – yeah. No so racial, well. no geisha slurs. That's how it works. That's pretty much my only rules in life. You know, those yeah. two things are not good. Everything else is kind of okay. Don't make fun of people for, uh, you know, being mentally handicapped either. I will kill you if you do that. So, yeah, same here. Um, so, and my wife will kill you too. Right. There you go. See, we'll all three kill you. You'll be dead three times. That's <clears throat> no good. Fucking three times. Yep. And it's true. Like we'll uh, we'll use the 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 things where the paddles where we put them on your chest and we'll start resuscitate your ass, and yeah. then um and then you know this time we'll we'll stab you or something. But yeah, <laughs> we're not gonna. But wow, since so someone's gonna send this to to the police, we're gonna get a knock no. out. Are you, you killing know, people? No. 
It's great. <laughs> it's so fun, you know. Um, it, it, like people on Twitter are worried about their Twitter getting taken down and fucking, you know, YouTube striking people right and left and stuff. They don't give a fuck about podcasts. Nobody does, so we don't care. It's fine. Yeah, like, uh, it, you know, if, if 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 on some weird occasion we end up getting a million listeners, then New Japan might look at our logo and go, "Oi, uh, uh." <laughs> they'd be fine you know well i'll i'll hire a lawyer and fight him i, I know a couple of lawyers that, that are pro wrestling guys so i'll i'll fucking i'll fight it to the death but uh, are they real anyway. lawyers or is they gimmick? Oh, yeah, yeah. They're lawyers. no i know okay. i know a couple of real lawyers i've never asked them like lawyer stuff but i just know them from wrestling so fair enough all right dude let's um let's see what uh, Mr. Brett's been up to because he sure as fuck hasn't been on TV. No, no. He, he, okay. So this is one of those times where, you know, we know we love Kojima. He's the best. This Toshi Kojima, Mr. Brett, as we affectionately call him. And he has a Twitter account. And he tweets, tweets all the fucking bomb ass shit all the time. And I mean, like sometimes I sit and think to myself, I really like Kojima. There's no possible way I could like him even more. And then he does something amazing. And it's like, wow, I just couldn't. I don't know how this happens. How does he keep topping himself? And this time he's picked a fight with my least favorite wrestler. Hiroki Goto. And so what has happened is that, and, and this is kind of one of those things where, yes, I'm going to read a tweet of, of Kojima's, but there are several tweets. And basically what happens is, is that, that Hiroki Goto, he tweets when he wakes up. And, you know, and Mr. Bread will tweet, oh, you know, that, it's good that you're up now. You know, I've been up for a little while and uh, I've already done this, that, and the other thing. Are you Okay. You know, like that kind of thing. And then Hiroki mm-hmm. Goto will go to bed and he's like, oh, you know, I'm probably going to be up for a few more hours. I got a little more work now to do. Are you, you OK, Hiroki Goto? You know, that's kind of the gist of what's going on here. So he is ribbing Goto. And that is great. Of all people on Earth who deserve ribbing, it's Goto. And so here is our Kojima tweet of the week. It reads, quote, Hiroki has fallen asleep, but I'm busy now. I can't say what to do at this point. But I'll do something wrong if I don't get up. I'm worried about the effects of the corona disaster and the earthquake. But please cheer up, everyone. Unquote. Fair enough. It's a normal, it's a normal tweet by him, but he, he just throws in a little jab at Hiroki Goto for no apparent reason. Which, I mean, <laughs> a.k.a. every apparent reason. So there you go. Also, if you want a really fun uh, Twitter interaction, uh, two of my favorite oh, wrestlers <laughs> who interact with each other, not just on screen, but on, on Twitter, is and is uh, Jay White and Kenta. And uh, they had a bit of a, a, a Twitter conversation about uh, Kenta boxes. And Jay's like, I didn't get mine. I, I sent them to you. You go and Jay's like, where'd you send them? You sent them to, to Florida or New Zealand? Oh, oh shit. I sent them to the dojo. I thought you were living there. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and then, uh, then they start shitting on, uh, Urimura going, yeah, fuck Urimura. <laughs> it's awesome. Those guys are tremendous and I can't wait till they're in the ring together again. Cause they are the best. Yep. Yep. In fact, uh, my my dream trio for one day holding those trios titles, they don't ever need to, but I really like the trio, the combo of Kenta Evil and Jay White. I don't know. 
and if it's just a tag team tag team situation, Kenta Jay White will just oh that'll be bliss for me. All right, are we ready to? Yes, I am ready. Hopefully we won't take too long because we got some amazing uh, recommends to talk about and we got some fun stuff this week. Nothing, nothing groundbreaking, but we'll, we'll talk about it here. Yeah. So we've got Road to Dontaku in the Hiroshima Sun Plaza Hall. And we're going to start with Tiger Mask, Show and Yo versus El Desperado, Yoshinobi Kanemaru and Minaro Suzuki. And uh, straight away, I'm like, I wonder what Tiger Mask thought of coming out to jazz. Because uh, I, I look, I know they're the junior tag t- champs, but I wanted to hear fucking go go fucking tiger, because that excites me. It's Not, great. Look, I don't mind a bit of jazz sometimes. Sometimes I got some Miles Davis on one of my playlists somewhere. Like I don't mind. In fact, that's pretty much all the jazz I listen to. Miles Davis. I don't know shit about jazz, but anyway, that theme sucks. Is what I'm saying. And uh, Suzuki punishes show. And uh, which is pretty cool. And I like I like how shows good at like uh, selling submission and pain. He is. I think he's really good. Yeah. yeah. And look, you see Tiger Mask in the in the lineup, and there's been a habit recently in New Japan. Oh look, Tiger Mask is here. Oh yeah, yeah. He's uh, he just got pinned by Kanemaru. And yeah, and uh, uh, Miss Doom or or. Jay, who follows us on the Tweety, is right. It's very, very weird to hear Kanemaru's theme playing. In fact, <laughs> I, I fucking, I couldn't even hum it to you because every time they come out, it's, uh, it's that awesome kind of, uh, you know, Spanish or Mexican. I don't, you know, you know that kind of Latin style guitar kind of thing coming on yeah. for El Desperado's music, which is an awesome theme. So yeah, I. He's probably had that music for years, and I just don't re- fucking recognize it. <laughs> After Tiger Mask got pinned, he acted all surprised, which was funny. And uh, he's looking good, though. And what I figured out is that he's been, you know, it, it, it adds Jim. He's been taking the classes, and he's the only male student, and he doesn't, ha- he has not like caught on at all to why. But he, since he hasn't figured it out, that's fine. Uh, the dads don't seem to mind to have him around. You know what I mean? He's not a threat to them for some reason. No. <laughs> like, technically, he is a dad, but I mean, he's kind of—he's a junior dad, so. <laughs> <laughs> Juniors and seniors. Uh, I, I still can't believe I still get that in my head that we've got the junior division and the senior division. No, wait, no, that's not how it works. But yeah, it, 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 it's it's solid stuff. Um, I'll just go straight on to the next match if you like, please. Which um, is Jado, the Gorillas, and the Gorillas of Destiny versus Doki and the Dangerous Techers. And I don't know if we've seen it this many times, but Doki every day will tweet out, "This is the such and such round. This is the such and such <laughs> round." And I don't know if we've seen it this many times because they'll do house shows that aren't televised. But he says this is the 11th round, and uh, I quickly looked up that night, and I was like, well, what the fuck else are they doing that week? Oh, look, there's going to be a fucking 12th and a 13th round. And I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake, just fucking have your matches already. <clears throat> yeah, and I like almost all of these guys, and uh, even I'm just like, come on, get to the fireworks factory. Anyway, like, there's a DQ after Doki uh, goes splat. And uh, the Bullet Club attack with uh, Baby Ladders. 
<laughs> and, uh, you know, Tamer shows us what being a good bad guy means by letting his brother talk. Oh, God. So, uh, yeah. No, thank you. Yeah, that's that's uh, yeah. Charity, that is uh, that's real heat. That's is bad. Not good here. Tonga Loa just <laughs> talking, you know, no, thank you. Knock it off. Um, Dookie did that move where he like flies onto a ladder outside the ring and just fucking gets murdered. And then after the match, Giotto just starts beating him up with the kendo stick. And he's he's already dead. You know, he's already yeah. dead. <laughs> Shit was amazing. Dookie is awesome. Dude, I've been saying it like every show. He's a fucking bump machine. I love him. Uh, and yeah, is he usually there to to job and stuff? I, yeah, but I don't care, man. I just like watching him move. He's he's fantastic. And when I saw that ladder, I, I my brain immediately went to Spinal Tap when you get the reveal of Stonehenge, <laughs> and it's this fucking like, well, tiny little Stonehenge. So uh, that's uh, yeah. Anyway, let's let's go to the next match <clears throat> because we've got Evil Gato Shredder Pimpy and Evil versus Wato Taguchi Tanzan Yano and Tanahashi. Now I've been seeing this combo a lot, but I guess I'm I'm not as annoyed or receive of it as I am maybe with the previous lineup because it's, it's pretty fun stuff and it's got all the spots that I've been enjoying lately like. Uh, you know, you got your hair pulling fun, you've got Gato's beard pulling antics, and you got to think to yourself, at some point, that motherfucker's got to shave, right? That would really mess up uh, a, a lot of spots, though, wouldn't it? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, there's a low blow to Yano, uh, who is in a hood, and then everything is evil on Yano, and a hooded Togo pins a hooded Yano. Now, Yano's been pinned twice by Togo, so you'd think at some point he'd get a shot, but I don't think that's ever going to happen. But, uh, that's I hope big... so. I think it'd be fun. You don't need Togo to win, but I think it'd be a fun, fun 10, 10 12 minutes. I, I, I would love that. Well, that would be awesome. Yeah, I think it'd be hella fun. But yeah, well, that's uh, about <laughs> it. All right, we're going. We're, we're, we're fucking. We're, we're steamrolling. You'll yeah. jump, You'll just jump in if you've got stuff, right? I, I, I'm All trying right. to. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> in this, in this match, this beast, you know, Bullet Club versus non-affiliated here. Um, you know, Tanahashi does something that makes my head explode. We know that he stands on the bottom rope to tag in for no apparent reason. Um, and now in this match, he stood on the bottom rope to tag out. I've never seen that before. That was really funny. And uh, the ending of this match had this hilarious life maker extravaganza finish, you know. Um, I thought that was really fun. And, um, you know, Yano, he's getting pinned every once in a while here, you know. So uh, it's interesting to see him, like, lose. It's, it doesn't happen very often, so. Yep. Now, uh, there is one. I think I mentioned it in the previous show, it, but uh, I can't remember. So I'm going to mention it again. Fuck it. Uh, there's there's these things that are making me laugh at the start of all these Tanahashi eight mans, and Tanahashi will do that thing where he'll slowly, slowly open his his uh, his jacket, and the crowd will pop for his abs. Well, Gato's on one side of him going boo boo, and there'll be another wrestler on the on the face team that will be on the other side of Yano going yeah yeah. 
and uh, which makes the crowd clap even harder for Tanahashi's abs. I love the ab antics. It makes me fucking laugh every time. It's awesome. Yeah, well, so, yeah. Yano was saying wow in in uh, in Japanese, apparently. So that's what he was saying. <laughs> yep. That's pretty funny. I love the ab antics, too, because it, 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 there's also that t- those times where uh, he'll have an ab off with uh, Shredder. And I saw Tanahashi just, like, punch the mat and have a tantrum over it because, like, as <laughs> shredded as you are, Mr. Tanner. You can't win. Oh, yeah. There ain't no motherfuckers <laughs> as shredded as uh, Shredder. Uh, that's, uh, yeah, Ishimori. So, yeah. All right. So we got our next match. We've got Bushi and Shingo Takagi versus Jeff Cobb and that guy. Uh, It's pretty good, but, you know, uh, lane breaker on Mr. Bushi. Yeah, Shingo does cool shit. Bushi uh, takes a tour of a different kind. It's a good match. This is really good. Um, And we also had Cobb hit the tour of the islands on Shingo, but uh, hidden blade to Bushi there. So um, no tour. No tour this time. Definitely not. And here we go. This is a, a night that I was looking forward to. There's a very loud airplane. I don't know if you can hear that. <laughs> anyway, usually it's cars. Oh, if you watch any of my listeners and you, Mr. anyone who can hear my voice, if you've ever watched any of my fucking movie reviews, I am very unprofessional on how I make these. It's just me sitting in front of my phone and just talking some shit. I no editor extraordinaire, anything like that. I don't know how to get rid of fucking traffic noises. I don't know. I, there's nothing I can do about it. It's not a semi. It's not a main street, but cars do drive up and down it quite a lot. So I don't know. There, yeah, it, it probably turns up a lot on the uh, podcast too. No? It's uh, hey man, it, it's really hard. Like the noise level is hard to keep down when all your cars are powered by kangaroos. I mean those motherfuckers are loud. So. <laughs> And and, and and the dude driving is playing a didgeridoo at the same time. I mean, come on, enough with that. Yeah, it just all adds to the to the sound and the vibrations and yeah. Just yell out the window, go, go, hey Bruce, knock it off. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so this is what I was looking forward to. We got a couple special singles matches tonight. And we've got Aaron Hanare versus Sonata. And I'm going to put over Hanaro big time because I thought he was fucking awesome in this match. And he does a spot in this match where you, even you tweeted it, tweeted out, oh, Luke's going to fucking love that. I'll get to that move. But he's amazing here, and he is so fucking never. I want to see him in that never mix. I think he'd be great. I uh, love his stiff striking and suplexing. But, my God, he's got, like, this really cool head, head butt. But, and he does some really cool reverses, but... He does what I am going to nickname the Spiranagi because it's not just the spear. He will he will run like a spear, then pick you up in the air and just urinagi your ass into the fucking mat. And I'm just like, what is that? And I just typed in, I'm calling that the Spiranagi. Holy like shit, that. that was awesome. <laughs> so cool. Uh, and what I really like about finishes in New Japan Pro Wrestling is when you hit them, most of the time you're fucked and you're done, right? But a lot of finishes in New Japan Pro Wrestling, and I guess in, in wrestling in general, but New Japan does this really well, is 
the finishes often will have a couple of interesting ways you can counter them and things like that. And Hanares is a, a Death Valley driver called the Street of Rage. He tries to put that on a couple of times and, and Sonata kind of gets out of him. And then, look, I don't know, man. I, I wanted this to go the other way because you've got you've got your new singles guy here. I know he's been there forever, but it's Aaron Hanare now, not Toll Hanare. This is a different cat. And I was so hoping he would fucking win, but no. Sonata wins and fuck Sonata. I, I hate the uh, finish, like as far as who wins. That's not good. Um, yeah. Sonata kind of sucks the fun out of matches for me these days. Towards the end, they botched this like huge high spot that they've been building to like the whole match. And that leads to the finish, which is fine. But um, and I'm going to be a little negative tonight on a few things. I have some some fun uh, rants and stuff. And and one of the things that I'm, I'm tired of is when a guy like when anyone has Sonata up on their shoulders and he wiggles out and has him right in the skull end. Like, OK, we've seen that. <laughs> that is in every one of his matches three or five times. And it's like enough, dude, like like put that move away for a while. You know, and then let's let's bring it out, and then we'll people like, oh yeah, remember that? That was great. I I don't like the skull end. I've had enough with that. And and you know, the more I watch Sonata, the more I just, eh, I guess I'm not as vocal about Sonata as you are about Goto, but Sonata is my Goto. Uh, yeah. I like his. Maybe, I like, I, is he skilled in the ring? Yes. Maybe Mr. Brad will start fucking with him. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. Because, look, I, I like Sonata, but he has this habit, and and I think Goto for you had this habit too, of winning matches you don't want him to win. Right, yeah. And and which turns from the – and so I go from him going, all right, this is going to be a good match, but I'm hoping the other guy wins, to me always going for the other guy now. So, yeah. But I would have been going for Hernare any t- – Either way, because it's it's his first big singles match. Um, yeah, there's that one botch near the end, but I would say Hanare kind of crushed it. I thought he was really fucking good. I liked I liked it, and I really liked him. I'm impressed with this uh, Aaron Hanare stuff that we've been getting. I like uh, him. But- right. I, I should have said that. I'm sorry. I do like what he's doing, and he yeah. was very good in this match. And it's crazy. He actually makes facial expressions. Like when stuff, when like bad stuff happens to him, he looks upset. When good stuff happens, he looks happy. Like it's crazy. I, I don't know. Sonata's been wrestling a long time, and his face just won't move. <laughs> That's why he's the cold skull. They, yeah. they made it part of his gimmick. Like, <clears throat> yeah, because he, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So here's a match that. It's the third time this year we've gotten this match, which is not a bad thing. Uh, the first time they these two men wrestled, I was just, eh, because I, I, I just was like, when's this Okan dude going to show me something? And then the second time they wrestled, I was like, oh, there it is. I think uh, he'd had that Tanahashi match in between, which, which really turned me uh, on in a good way to Okan. Not, yeah, you know what I mean? Uh, so I've been – I'm high on everyone in the Empire except the fucking leader. Like, I want all th- – I want the, the Empire trio. I want them all to do well because I'm really digging what they're putting out. And this match is no exception. I want you go first. I'll let you go first this time, Mr. Andy. What, what, what do you think of this? Naito versus Okan. 
it's a Naito match. So it starts slow and builds and builds and gets like really awesome at the end. You know, uh, Khan gets the kick out of the Destino. You know, it takes three of them to beat him, which, you know, I mean, I, I, I wish that I kind of wish he would have won this match. You know what I mean? Like in the same, same reason that, you know, I wanted Sonata to lose is I just, you know, I know Naito's getting billed back up again. He's going to be in the main event, event picture again before the end of the year. It's just, yeah. I'd like to see these Empire guys get some fucking wins besides the guy we don't want to win. Um, I also... Only two of them seem to be getting wins. Right. Yeah. And I, I also coined a new term in this. So there was a point where um, Naito got hung on the, uh, on the barricades, like upside down. Yeah. And so that's called the tree of woe, not the tree of woe. It's the tree of woe. And he got hung in both in the same in the same uh, match. He got hung in the tree of woe in the tree of woe in the same match. So there you go. Yep. Yeah, this is really good stuff. And one thing I do like about Okan is he might have this kind of uh, stoic stand up ramrod straight hands behind your back demeanor, but. He'll use that to kind of troll Naito the way Naito will do his stick to troll him. So I really like that kind of uh, fuck you chemistry that they have, uh, Mr. Naito's and they can't. It's fun stuff. But like you, I wanted – look, I, I didn't expect both Empire boys to win, but I wanted one of them to win, at least one of them. And the, the way it's going right now is only two of the people in the United Empire are winning. Uh, the champ, uh, I guess, because he's uh, the, the champion. Uh. But also Jeff Cobb. And Jeff Cobb's not getting special singles matches. He's getting all his wins in tag matches and, and shit like that. But they're not really – I think he might have been pinned at least once, maybe by Mr. Brett or something like that. He's not getting pinned that much, and he's doing a lot of pinning, usually on Bushi. But still, they're keeping him strong. And that all makes sense when you see fucking uh, the, the second night of uh, Satsuma – which we'll talk about very soon. But yeah, uh, I like Naito and Okan's chemistry, but we've had this match three times now. So I'd be, I'd be all right if they were in separate blocks this year, but uh, yeah, they've got good chemistry and I think uh, they've got what might be a a really cool rival, long-term rivalry as uh, you know, Naito builds himself back up and also great Okan. He's, he's, he hasn't been around that long and, I was down on him for ages, and now I'm on his side, and I think he's just going to get better and better. I, I just want to mention with the Hanare match, he wasn't—he was full steam ahead when he needed to be full steam ahead, but he was slow and measured and let things breathe as well when he needed to. So I really liked that. But uh, <clears throat> I, I know I ragged on Okan for being too slow and measured, but Hanare was showing me shit like the Spiranagi and stuff, and it took a while for either me to warm to Okan or maybe for Okan to be like, I'm going to pull some fucking shit out. But yeah, it's good stuff. I liked uh, the singles matches. It broke things up a bit from uh, the relentless how shall we tags <laughs> that we've been getting. And they've been fucking relentless, dude. But, uh, and, and sometimes that's, that's a good thing. And other times it's, uh, it's causing me to lose even more hair then uh it, yeah whatever. all right <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna shit on bald people and you're gonna like no sell my tree come of on man jokes? i'm balding off. which means i'm i'm like i'm like partially bald now which you i might, think gives me a I, license to rag on bald people hey, i don't know that you're naturally balding you might <laughs> be appropriating bald culture i don't know <laughs> uh 
Yeah, well, no one who knows me that listens to you say that is going to agree. They're like, no, 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 he's balding, dude. And uh, they like to point it out to me all the time. So there you go. Only hats in my future from now on. <laughs> anyway. Hey, that tree, that tree of woe joke is funny, okay? So everybody, everybody fuck off if you don't think it's funny. And, and you should have said it woe like Keanu, though, by the way. That would have solved the joke a bit. Like the tree of whoa, you know, like Keanu. But anyway. All right, you're going to take – now you're appropriating my jokes, culture. All right, let's <laughs> move on. Let's move on. All right, here we go. Satsuma, night one. We're in Kagoshima. And, oh, my God, poor Tiger Mask. We've got Gabriel Kidd and Tiger Mask versus Yuyu Oromura and Yoda Suji. And he isn't allowed to win anymore, not even against Young Lions, man. Nope. It's a good match, though, but there's a brab by Yota on uh, Kid, then a swing – like a Cesaro swing into another Brab and, excuse me, and Kid taps out. Young Lions look great. We had a giant swing. I don't know. Tiger, Tiger Max looks kind of bad, and he doesn't even get the pin. Poor guy. You know, he doesn't get to yeah. he doesn't get to bang the old ladies at the uh, dance gym. He doesn't get to pin somebody in a Young Lions match. It's, it's a sad situation. A part of me. Just had a feeling when all four of these guys were wrestling. Part of me just had a feeling. I'm like, kids getting pinned. I think I don't know. Just I just had this strong feeling. Oh, anyway, that'd be rough. <laughs> Next match we've got uh, Doki and the Dangerous Takers versus Gorillas of Destiny and Jado. And I'm sick of typing these fucking names out in this combination. So rather than shit on everything, I'll be like things I do love: Zack Saber Jr. and Taichi, Doki being a bump maniac, Jado's indifference. Because <laughs> he doesn't care. And I enjoy Tamatonga. Tongaloa is fine. I don't dislike him. I don't love him either. He's fine. And I'd love for them all to see other people. And then there's a, a DQ when Taichi brings out uh, the baby ladder. And uh, Zack Sabre Jr. is also really nice and saves us from a Tongaloa promo. Yeah, um... That's good. So, well, but I mean, there's something that happens at the beginning of this match is like the the best way to get heat for me. Uh, it, it, you know, it's even almost more heat than Goto winning. And that is that Suzuki Goon, you know, no, they get jumped, right? All right, this time they get jumped. Never mind. Um, so somebody Suzuki Goon, Suzuki Goon, um, and that's heat. Uh, but they're massive heels. Uh, Bullet Club's massive heels too, and they get cheered for it. Uh, Taichi in particular is like, just like on fire and there's a cool part where we get a hot tag to Zack Sabre Jr. And he runs wild, including breaking everyone's necks, like with his little foot twist. Yeah. <laughs> that, that leg twist. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty funny. After the match, uh, Zack Sabre Jr. Calls a uh, bullet cup stupid. And he says, they're going to win Uh shout out to Larry. I hope you feel better. Yeah, dude, get better. Uh, and, uh, all that stuff. So yeah, everyone get better if you've got shit that's gone wrong. So yeah, we we order you to. <clears throat> we demand it. I demand. Right. I demand you get better. That's them's the law laws. Anyway. Oh boy. Me, oh, <laughs> I can't speak English good, which is a problem because it's the only language I speak. All right. <laughs> Next we've got uh, <clears throat> Master Wato. Uh, Ryusuke Taguchi and Hiroshi Tanashi versus uh, Gato, Shredder, and Pimpy. And I don't, I didn't see if Shredder did this, but both Gato and Pimpy eat 
take a bite out of Taguchi's ass. Yeah. And I did not expect that. And, uh, well, I kind of knew that Pimpy eats ass, but uh, I didn't know Gato ate ass too. That's fine if, you know, hey, it's, it's, his, it's his weapon. It's his funky weapon, and you've got to take that out. I don't think I'd take a bite out of that bite, but, you know, they're braver men than I am. That's why they're wrestling, and I just talk about wrestling. <laughs> there we go. So we got some more hair pulling, beard pulling, fun, all those kind of spots. And Andy, did you mention to me that uh, Wato's more in shape last time? Because yeah, he's been he working is. our show, huh? Yeah, he's looking really good. And slowly, slowly, his blue is metamorphosizing into black. So uh, he's oh. getting he's getting rid of those blues. But uh, yeah. Uh, Wato's looking great, and Charity just took my cup. And I, normally I wouldn't mention; I just go on with the show. But she walked in front of my notes. But thank you, oh my Charity. God. Welcome. I'm making your coffee. Thank you. I do appreciate that. Aww. I love you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So, uh, yeah, I, 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 yeah. All right. Anyway, uh, <laughs> where was I? Yeah. Wato's looking fucking great and uh, and all that. And Tana is the coolest because there's some of that ab antics this time. It's uh, Gato going boo, boo, and Taguchi's going like, yeah, yeah, look at those abs, all that kind of stuff. And uh, <laughs> and there's this one spot where uh, uh, Tanahashi does the hip attack with Taguchi, and I was just like, yeah, that's, that's pretty fucking fun uh i like fun tanner i like that tanner can bring the seriousness and stuff when he needs to but i also like that he can let his hair down and just just have a bit of fun i really like it and there's a really gnarly looking texas clover leaf on gato for the win this match is fun as hell it's awesome hell they yeah. uh at the beginning when uh the good guys are like doing their thing they turn the two sweet. They pretend like they're going to do the two sweet, and then they turn into Master Water's little hand thing he does, you know, which was pretty funny. Which kind of looks like "fuck you" the hand gesture. It's kind of like, "hey, fuck you." So that was cool. Um, uh, they worked over the funky weapon, like you said, and to try to take it out of the question because they know how, you know, the bad guys. They know how powerful that thing is. And Watto, you're right, is fantastic in this match. He's just awesome in it. Uh. The, the cool finish was uh, stereo funky weapons and then stereo planches by the good guys to leave Gato and Tanahashi alone in the ring. That was cool as fuck. And then the announcers were like, "Yo," is what they said, which is pretty great. And they didn't mean yeah. they didn't mean Gato or uh, Goto. That was great. <laughs> yep, uh, I do like the the the, the whole JTR thing. It, it does make me chuckle. So yeah, that's that's all fun, cool stuff. And now we've got uh, all of Lij versus uh, Laundry Champ and the awesome Empire Trio. And Okan is just not in a dancing mood tonight. So, uh, ooh, he's, he's not happy because, you know, he, he lost the night before. Look, this is fun, solid stuff, but Cobb gets the win on Bushi again. Like, we joke about this on the Tweety every night that uh, he knows the names of all the islands off by heart. He's he's always already got his bags packed. Uh, you know he's got cornrows and shit under his mask, all that kind of funny shit. <laughs> and uh, I don't think that's all our material. I think um, 
uh, Jay provided some of that too. So yeah, it, it, it's fun stuff. But they they're keeping Cobb strong, but they're jobbing Okan and Hanare. Like, look, I didn't mind. I don't mind seeing Bushi get the tour of the islands again. It, it's trolling at this point. It just makes me chuckle now. But you got two of your members that just had big losses the night before. Couldn't one of them get a win back or something? Like, what the hell? I mean, you know, they're. It's a problem when you have a heavy, a hall heavyweight uh, a group is that, you know, you don't have a junior to get pinned all the time, right? So that's kind of part yeah. of the issue. But um, I, you know, like this is Shingo's the star of the show of this match. He's mm-hmm. fantastic. He hits a Hurricane Rana in this match. <laughs> so that was crazy. Um, we also had angry Tai Chi on commentary. He was all fired up and he wasn't rock star, uh, you know, baby face. He was angry Tai Chi. Um, Hinari does something that I was really a fan of. Okay. Um, I have a, one of many of my little pet peeves in wrestling is uh, you would see uh, two guys in WWE that used to do this all the time. One is CM Punk. The other is um, triple, triple, triple H. Um, and what they'll do is they do this this move called the high knee in the corner. They have a opponent in the corner, and basically they just kind of step up and knee him in the face. And what will happen in WWE is then they'll grab the guy's head, and then they'll move him, and then they'll move over there, and then they'll maybe think about doing a move. And I fucking hate that. I think that move should be devastating, and it should lead to something else right away. It kills momentum. I have a couple killing momentum rants today, and this is one of them. And and what's awesome about this match is that Hanari fucking runs and does the knee in the corner and immediately starts, like, doing another move. He does not do the pet peeve thing, and it's fucking awesome. Um, the other one has to do with Shingo, and I'm not going to talk about it now, probably later, or I'll forget about it. But I, I have beef with Shingo about something that really pisses me off that kills momentum as well. Ooh. Yeah. But yeah. I was disappointed you didn't go triple H. No. No. Triple H. Um, by the way, I do have another issue. Is that how come Bushi gets to go to the islands all the time, but Gino can't fly to Japan? What the fuck? Yeah, that was, oh, I had this problem when Hanari joined the group. That all right, he he's he's the lowest on the totem pole, so they just gonna make him job all the time. And so far, so far that's definitely been the case. And uh, it's a, a little annoying. I need to see him get some W's, please. Don't make a big deal out of him, only to job him out all the time. I uh, I want to see some uh, W's. We've seen Cobb win enough. We know he's a fucking badass. He's awesome. We, I know you, you've showcased that a lot. I appreciate that. Also, thank you, Charity, for coffee. But um, if it look, it was about as annoying to me as watching uh, Mr. Bread get fucking 13 wins in a row on the Young Lions, and I'm like, really? Like, I know you want to keep him strong and stuff, but it wouldn't break his momentum at all if you just let fucking Honma win one of these, right? True. And the only two members of the Empire that seem to be getting W's in these matches, I oh know there's probably exceptions here, but most of the time it's either a tour of the islands or uh, it's that guy winning. And you're only keeping half your team strong. You need to keep the other two members uh, a little strong too, please. Uh, I would very much appreciate that uh, because uh, I really like them. And I, yeah, 
That's got to be so annoying if you're a booker to hear people say stuff like what we've been saying because they're like, listen, everybody can't fucking win every night, okay? You know, <laughs> it's like, but I readily admit that my decision on who I want to win and lose has a lot more to do with who I like than it does oh, the, what makes sense, does. you know what I mean? So um, that's, uh, I just think that's funny because I've definitely been, uh, criticized in the past for you know being like oh would you just want the same person to win every week and i'm like yeah i kind of do you know but uh that's not good wrestling or whatever so we yeah. got good wrestling coming up though this next match is fucking awesome i mean just go to every opinion i have on jay white and his matches you know do i want him to win every time yes is it unrealistic yeah <laughs> I, don't, I don't care but if the empire is winning a lot of tag matches it doesn't always have to be the same person in the empire getting the pin every right. time yeah. you can You're share right. that shit around but anyway let's let's go to it we've got a may amazing match next i i don't know this might not be for everyone but it's fucking it was definitely for me we've got evil versus the king of pro wrestling Torianu, and uh you can only win if the other guy's wearing a hood <laughs> so, ridiculous. Uh, this is so dumb and ridiculous, and I lapped this up every fucking second, Mr. Andy. And uh, there's there's this really fun part where I think the match is going to be short and over. I'm like, oh, fuck, we're done. And this is actually where I get what the rules are because, you know, it's, uh, either I wasn't paying attention or, you know, I just really, really don't understand Japanese, and I don't. <laughs> but uh, Yano's taped to the uh, ring ba ring barricade both his hands are taped and he's got a hood on his head and I'm thinking oh oh okay well that was fun but I guess uh, it's a short one tonight but uh, right near the end of the count Yano manages to shake off the hood which means the count stops that was like, great oh, awesome and uh, a couple of young lions uh, undo the tape and stuff and the match continues and I is this stupid and goofy yeah kind of but I really like how creative they get with this hood stuff like uh one of uh Yano's in a submission and uh he takes his hood off or uh you know they're both wearing hoods and Chumpy gets beat up <laughs> <laughs> or a or a hooded evil doing the everything is evil on Dick Togo <laughs> <laughs> then you know, a low a low blow and a roll up, which equals uh, Yano retaining the King of Pro Wrestling trophy. Uh, Yano's, I'll, I'll let you talk about it in a tick, of course, but I just want to say Yano has won so many matches lately that surely, even though he has this uh, goofy King of Pro Wrestling trophy, surely he gets a title shot. I don't, doesn't bother me which no. title. But surely he gets... I oh know yeah. they're not going to give him a title shot and all that. <laughs> For all intents and purposes, his trophy is a title. But, you know, it, it just... Uh... Just thinking about it, it might be fun to see him in a title match. And yeah, just, because you yeah. wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. You'd be like, maybe he's going to win. <laughs> like he could win. Because, you know, I mean, him and Ishii were tag champs quite a bit, and that could happen again, I would assume, you know. But, uh, man, that's something to think about. I like that. Um, so here's a couple things that I thought was funny in this match. Everything you mentioned was hilarious. One, uh, you know, we know Evil does that thing where he beats up the timekeeper by throwing somebody into the guardrails. Well, he does that, but first he puts the hood on the timekeeper for no pairing. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was awesome. 
Um, <laughs> let's see here. Um, so then, you know, Chumpy blocks a fair play and Yano puts the hood on Chumpy and Chumpy takes a chump bump, low, bro, bo low blows all around. Um, so, and then kind of the big, you know, spots of the match was Dick Togo goes to the back and there's a near double standing 10 count, um, count out and, uh, evil cast darkness and the lights go out and then Dick Togo reappears as evil's in control. Um, that was really funny. I thought my one of my favorite parts too is at the end of the match. So um, <laughs> Yano wins and he pulls out a can of gold spray paint and sprays the the trophy back to gold from black on his way to the back. That was fucking awesome. So and here's what I mentioned. Here's what I figure. Okay, so Yano's walking. You know he's done his shit. He's he put. You know he walks through the curtain by gorilla position and there is Rapongi 3K standing there getting ready to come out for their match and he looks at him and he says. Good luck following that kid. <laughs> I really, I'm really enjoying the King of Pro Wrestling stuff because I always liked how fun and silly and creative Toriano matches can be. And now they've found this like added extra dimension where they can make these even more sillier and goofy. It do, it just breaks things up because New Japan can be very, very serious and kind of work ready. And look, I, I like that stuff too. But sometimes I just want to see a couple guys just goof off and punch each other in the nuts and put hoods on each other and stuff and see all this goofy shit. It was good stuff. But yeah, uh, I really like the next match too. It's uh, look, I know I've seen it a few times because just like in the heavyweight tag division, there seems to be only uh, two tag teams in the junior division as well. I know we've seen it a bit. It's fine, but these four always crush it when they have a t title match against each other. It is the champions of Sho and Yo versus El Desperado and Yoshinobu Kanemaru. And these four really kick, his, kick each other's asses. It's, it's really cool shit. Uh, they they work on, on Yo's leg a lot because, you know, the leg injury and shit. I had this silly idea maybe that Yo might pin El Desperado just to kind of build and set up that, uh, that title match a little more. But, yeah, it, it doesn't quite happen that way. we got show pinning uh, Yoshinobi Kanemaru. But uh, this is uh, a super fun kind of standard junior, Japanese junior heavyweight title match. And I had a blast with it. What about you? Emphasis on heavyweight. So, um, like, this match to me was – more of a, a heavyweight style match, you know, it was not a junior uh, style match. The only person mm. with work in junior style was fucking Kanemaru. You know, everybody else was doing power moves and shit. And it was like, <laughs> I not exactly what I was wanting. And, and I'm kind of tired of this group. Um, I, as you say, I want them to see other people because we've seen mm -hmm. this match three fucking million times. However, these matches are doing something very important that is going to work out in the end, and that is they are building Yo as a uh, threat. Um, I also have a beef. Oh, yet another beef. I am negative today, but I'm very happy. I don't know why I'm so negative. But um, Yo, part of his moveset is he does this thing that I fucking hate, and it's it's a Western wrestling move uh, thing, and it's where the babyface tags in, or you know, towards the end of a match, you know, the the heel jumps up and gets close. Line. And then he jumps up and gets closed down and jumps up and gets closed on three times in a row. And it's called bump and feed. That's what it's called. I fucking hate yeah. it. All right. Fucking hate it. So yeah. let's get that out of my Japanese wrestling and then I'll be much happier. However, it's a good match. Um, Desperado is not happy at the end of this match because he is 
clutching onto that junior title like, uh oh, I might be in trouble. Yeah. And look, I I do need them to see other people, but they've got a shortage of juniors right now. I think the division that's been hurt the most by COVID has been um <clears throat> New Japan Pro Wrestling's junior division. That's fair. I mean like everyone can be excited that El Fantasmo is turning up at Impact, but I'm just like, um, uh, can you? No, I, I'd rather sit. Can no, we need yeah. Jun. Send him to fucking Japan. Um, especially since like it was towards the end of his recent New Japan run that you finally kind of uh, started to warm up to him, I guess, as well. So I was. I was kind of happy about that. But, and like, I don't think you've ever criticized his wrestling ability and stuff, but, you know, you weren't firmly behind him. But when he was like that bump maniac and that triple threat, like he worked his ass off there. Uh, I like him and I want to see him in New Japan, uh, teaming with Shredder or something like that. I don't know. We've seen Sho and Yo versus uh, Shredder and El Fantasma a lot, even against uh the, the Suzuki Goon team as well, but at least if there's three teams, at least it's, uh, you know, and we can't have an LIJ junior member because <laughs> Paul Hiromi is like, man, we need some freaking juniors up in here. Like, we really, we need them stat. Yeah, it, uh, it just reminds me of like a, you know, when I when I go to like a weekly independent show and then the next week it's the same guys and the next week it's the same guys and it's yeah. just like all right, enough, come on. I'm 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 getting tired of these tag matches to the point where I'm just like I don't even want to talk about them anymore. I just want to talk about the big stuff. But at the same time, I do enjoy talking about them. I'm not trying to be shitty. I just I'm just running out of shit to say, you know. I think I think you've been negative but constructive, so I, I you know, I, I, and look, we we love the wrestlers, we love them wrestling against each other, but at some point, I'm just like, all right, this feud needs to move along, uh, and a big part of that kind of fatigue because I've never had this before with New Japan, I think, it, and it's all it's, it, it's totally the whole COVID thing, like they can't have every wrestler on every show. Yeah. Uh, they've got guys overseas that, um, I mean, even the heavyweight tag division needs heavyweight uh, heavyweight tag teams, and you got fucking Finjuice all the way in fucking Impact with the tag titles there. I'm just like, we need you guys in Japan because I I don't mind the Gorillas of Destiny and I love the Dangerous Techers, but I need them to see other people that you should too should be over in fucking Japan, fucking yeah. Look, I, I don't mind the, the, in theory I don't mind this whole forbidden door stuff but when oh. it makes your main product feel kind of stale because you don't have your full roster it, it start starts to become noticeable and all that kind of stuff let, let, let's get into it let's Please. Well, one, one thing though Luke I do want to mention I have some really big news about the forbidden door but mm-hmm. we're going to wait till the next episode to talk about that this is huge news like breaking news like you guys are going to be like oh my god i can't believe i can't believe that they talked about that on never open podcast and no one <laughs> else all right because this is a big fucking deal all right so next episode we'll talk about how the forbidden door is going to affect this show and maybe uh its host yeah all right well fuck that's news to me too so uh i can't wait all right so we got satsuma night two and 
it feels like we're back to business as usual, I guess. We're in Kagoshima again. We've got uh, Yuyo and Yoda Suji versus Bushi and Sonata. Sonata in the opener makes me very happy because we're getting him out of the way early. By the way, uh, speaking of Sonata getting him out of the way earlier, early, that all, that uh, I'm reminded of Goto because, you know, he's, he's my Goto. Uh, where's Goto, Yoshihashi, and Ishii? Yeah. Where are they? I mean, I don't care about Yoshihashi. I don't care about Goto. Ishii, I mean, he's somewhere stewing. He's somewhere just stewing about something that happened to him, and he's angry about it. That's what. That's where he's at. Because the board, all the board club people that they defeated to yeah. retain their titles, they're wrestling. So where the fuck are they? <laughs> anyway, let's let's. This is a decent opener, and I'm fucking so happy to see Bushi get a win. I don't care if it's on a young line or not. I'm just so happy to see this guy get a W because he works his ass off and someone's got to get pinned on the LIJ side and, and invariably it is him. So thank you, finally. Like, he gets a win. I liked it. Good. Right. So uh, yeah. Bushi, I think, kicked Yuya and, like, rung his bell on this match because, like, he got him with like the rewind kick and just blasted him and like you yeah. could tell it got him. And then he was really lethargic at the end there, like kind of not selling like he was hurt or something. But uh, I have a question for you, Luke, that uh, has everything to do with everything we're talking about. And that is, who is the worst Klingon character? Hey, you know, on, on uh, Star Trek The Next Generation, there's many Klingon, Klingon characters, and most of them are pretty cool. But there's two in particular that suck balls. And uh, I wonder... Lurser and Pitor? Sort of. Sort of. I like them. Um, so uh, the two characters that I was going to bring up is uh, Alexander Roshenko. That is one. All right. Uh, that's worse <laughs> fun. And the other is fake-ass Duras Jr. So Duras is like, uh, you know, Lursa and Bator's brother, and then they, they bring in this guy, and he's like, hey, I'm Duras Jr. I'm taking the Empire. Yeah! You know, which I'm one of those two horrible. characters? Yes, him, yes. Which one of those two characters sucks the most balls? Um, the, the Duras kid. He's pretty bad, isn't he? Yeah. Look, I, I find it really hard to shit on Alex because, like, I love Worf, and if I shit on Alex, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of shitting on Worf, too, and I refuse to do that. He's a bad dad. He's a really bad dad. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. He's like, hey, uh, I'm, like, having space adventures that would be, like, awesome, and this kid would, like, grow up in this awesome environment, but why don't you go hang out with my mom and, and my dad what the fuck anyway all right so that was what i had to uh, those are my notes for this match yeah <laughs> hey everyone i think this might be the first time in uh, never open podcast history where it's mr andy bringing up motherfucking star trek the next I love generation star trek. i love it yeah i know you do but uh it's usually me the, the me bring it up but uh that's all good uh and yes i i the Lursa and Bator are really funny. Uh, they're goofy. They're the most Romulan Klingons you'll ever meet. And uh, let's get into the next match. <laughs> We've got uh, Tiger Mask, Sho, and Gio versus Suzuki, Kanemaru, and El Desperado. And uh, what was that theme that they came out to? Because it wasn't Jazz, and it wasn't Go, Go, know. Tiger. I don't know what, what the fucking was. I have no idea. <laughs> A uh, show and yo having a like a theme crisis or something. Look, just put the Rocky theme back in there and you're good to go. Yeah, like everyone knows that. Like it's got it, it, it's fun. Like just just 
put that on. The jazz ain't working, and this one was a bit generic too. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, right. Whether well, you like the Rocky song or not, it, it has a bit of personality and stuff. I like it. I actually, uh, I actually um, went to Washington D.C., our country's capital, um, and uh, when I was in high school, and like our whole band went out there and everything, uh, the high, the school band, and we saw a concert at the Kennedy Center, and we saw the guy who wrote Rocky, and he just fucking had an orchestra, and they just played the theme to Rocky, like. Over and over from different scenarios in the movie. Well, this is when Rocky, uh, you know, is uh, telling Adrian that he loves her. And here we go. And then they played the song and shit. It was a lot like the um, the uh, outsmug each other thing that I told you about with uh, John Delancey and Robert Picardo. It was very similar to that, but it was Rocky. And this guy was just, I mean, he got so much mileage out of that theme. And it's a great theme. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Now, the thing about... All right, so Sho and Yo just retain their junior tag titles, which should mean that the feud is over, but it won't be over, and be prepared for more six-mans like this because Yo has a title shot. <sighs> All right. And I'm not sighing about the title shot. I'm I'm really not. I'm looking forward to Yo versus El Desperado. I think it'll be a good match. But, uh, yeah, I, I do kind of need them to see other people. Also, come on, gives, can we get... Uh, Suzuki doing something now, please? Yeah, please? Come on. please, please, please. He's resorting to fishing. That's all he can do now. I mean, he is posting videos of himself fishing, and and he's threatening to kill Milano at. He's begging for a feud so bad, he's beating up fish and threatening to beat up Milano. I know it's probably happened in the annals of New Japan, but I'd really like you know how Yuji Nagata and him had a feud recently. Yeah. I, I, I'd love Mr. it if Brad. Uh, Mr. Bread and him. Yeah. Uh, had a had a had a match. Oh, I think that'd be fucking dope. Oh, and the dad's gym tie-ins to that are just—I mean, they're obvious. Oh, so that would be amazing. Uh, by the way, you you look at these six men. Who loses? Oh, uh, I can't. I'm looking at the tiger mask. Yeah. Oh, wait. The, yep. Yes. Uh, Numero dos on uh, Mr. Tiger Mask. And he looks uh, better. He looks better in this match though, a little bit. Yeah. You know. Yep, I agree. And here we go. We've got uh, that six-man match where I can't be fucked writing their names out for the 13th fucking time, which is exactly what I wrote on my screen right now. And it's really not much of a match, really. No no real match stuff actually happens. It's a baby ladder fight leading to an all-out brawl. And... uh, you know, Taichi and Tamatonga need to be separated so much that Katamaru comes back out to, <laughs> to back off uh, Taichi and Gato comes back. Uh, doesn't come back out, but Gato comes out to settle down uh, uh, Tamatonga. So these matches, look, their matches are going to happen, dude. They're happening uh, tomorrow night. So uh, good. Oh, thank goodness for that because uh, I'm ready. Uh, it's another DQ. Uh, these it's it's all come to a head. Like, right, let's go. Guess uh, what, Luke? What? I fucking love this. I thought this was awesome. 
That was so funny. They did the thing. They're like throwing ladders at each other and shit. I thought it was really fun. Mm. This was like my favorite of all these goofy, you know, ladder things. And um, I just, it was Duel of the Fates with fucking ladders. I thought it was really funny. So uh, if you, if you're going to watch any of these goofy ass matches, this is probably the best one, but my opinion. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you know, and it's relatively short, which, uh, I think also lends to it not being as uh, uh, drawn out or annoying as their previous nights. And I don't mean to shit on these guys. I like them, uh, but we've been over this. But, yeah, next match we've got uh, Master Wato, Ryusuke Taguchi, Hiroshi Tenzan. Like, all right, we've seen Tenzan. We know Nagata's not in the country because uh, he's got a match coming up, but where the fuck is Brett, man? Anyway, and Toriano versus Dick Togo, Shredder, Pimpy, and Evil. And yeah, uh, Tenzan is a cheater. How does he cheat everyone? Well, he uses the fucking Mongolian chops. And uh, uh, and it's, it's funny, I'm calling him out for cheating, using the Mongolian chops, even though, like, <laughs> it's the uh, other team that's more uh, cheat-heavy because they're, they're heels. But... Uh, it's a, it's a fun time, and uh, we also, of course, we also get the hair pulling, beard pulling stuff, and we also get the uh, the the cheer booing happening. This is where Taguchi is like, yeah, abs, and and uh, I think it's uh, Togo this time going, no, no abs, or something like that. It's it, it, it's fun stuff, but uh, you know, poor Togo. This is why he doesn't get his uh, King of Pro Wrestling shot. He gets he's he just got pinned by the by the champ. I, I thought this was like Watto's one of his best performances in a while. Like Watto was yeah, amazing really good in this match. match. Like he had one kick that didn't look that great. It was because uh, Yujiro was late. So it wasn't even Watto's fault. Like his leg was in the air and Yujiro was not there yet. And it's like, God damn it. So, I mean, sometimes you just got to go. And if the guy's not there, eh, what are you going to do? You know what I mean? It's on him. Yep. So um, I thought this was a great, uh, you know, performance by Watto, and that's all I really have to say about that. Yep. And uh, our next match, we've got Naito and Shingo versus Okan and the Laundry Champ. Now, I'm going to say this right here in case everyone has forgotten. I still have not warmed up to the new title. I hate it. Anyway, it's a decent match, and there's a last... Yeah, that belt can suck my ass. Anyway, uh, good match, but uh, last of the dragon on Okan, and I don't mind this time because it's the number one contender, and, uh, you know, that's it's fine. I'm going to sound like a total hypocrite now, don't I? <laughs> Stop jobbing out, Okan. Okan jobs. I'm fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's all in the context. Uh, that guy um, runs into the ring and uh, tries to put his finisher on Shingo Takagi, but uh, he makes him eat a last of the dragon too. <laughs> so uh, I don't. In this context, I'm all fine with it because it's uh, their final kind of build up. On I guess they'll probably be in a tag match tomorrow night, but it's uh, a good build up for their title match coming up. Even though a uh, big part of me is not looking forward to that match at all because I don't want to see Shingo lose against that guy again. 
Yeah, they've yeah. Um, this match is good. It's real good, and uh, mm-hmm. it's so, there's a couple things in it. One, Shithead's face is like all swollen up, like there's something wrong with him. Like I was like thinking, man, I hope something's wrong with him. Uh, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> we've seen all this stuff before, but there's some neat, neat stuff. Like okay, so Naito hits the fucking Frankensteiner off the top rope in the tag match. Um, Shingo and Shithead do awesome pro wrestling. They do a really cool, like, super long tag team mirror spot that ends with Shingo lariating, lariot, lariot, I don't know how you'd say that, uh, Shithead to the floor, and he takes, like, a crazy bump. It's awesome. Um, This is a good match, but, you know, again, it's pretty much stuff we've all seen before. Uh, You know, I'm ready for them to move on, and I'm ready for this main event because this main event is, like, really exciting for some reason. I don't know why. It was, like, really exciting. Yeah, I mean, my first note's going to be a bit snarky about it, but other than that, uh, we've got Hiroshi Tanahashi and uh, Kota Ibushi versus Aaron Hanare and Jeff Cobb. My first note here is, when are we getting Tanakoji? Like, I miss Mr. Bread, all right, everyone? I miss him. Uh, but yeah. And uh, also, this is the first time that we're seeing Aaron Hanare, uh, who used to be a regular... Uh, tag team partner of Hiroshi Tanahashi. This is his first time kind of squaring off against Tana. And so I'm like, ooh. Yes. Uh, but uh, the big part of the of the excitement levels for me go up when uh, I just see Cobb and Ibushi just fucking each other up. Mm-hmm. And I'm, right? Yeah. I'm just like, oh, oh, shit. These guys aren't just beating each other up because they're... Uh, opponents you know because they're on different teams and shit this looks like a feud right here and uh, that immediately makes me super excited i'm like uh yes please yes yes i want that match so if this is why they're keeping Cobb so strong so he can be be, look like a strong opponent for a returning kota ibushi yes please and uh when hanare's tagged in dang he really goes for tanahashi so you know no hesitation nothing like that and I can see it, too, because Hanare's whole thing was like, I never felt like anyone had my back. And yes, I know he's he lost this match tonight, but I did still feel like every time, every opportunity Cobb had to kind of back him up and have, have his back or all that kind of stuff, he did. So I'm liking that aspect of it. He, he joined the Empire because he wanted people who would actually, you know, um, not look after themselves and, you know, help him, like... Like, you know, instead of him just getting his fucking ass kicked every time. But, uh, yeah, my worry that Hanare would be the faction jobber is kind of sadly coming true. I'm hoping that can turn around. I don't think he'll score very highly in the G1 this year, but if I don't mind about that, Hanare, this, Hanare in the G1, that might be where everyone just looks at him and goes, holy shit, he might be this year's um, Lance Archer. Yeah, something like that, cool. you know, like this guy has something with this whole new gimmick and, and stuff. I'm loving it. Anyway, that's it's it's early days. There's plenty of time for things to move and change. And it's all right. All right. I'm not sure when it actually happens, but Cobb gets his nose busted open. If you know when that happens, I guess you'll mention it. Uh, Tanner turns a Streets of Rage into a sling blade, which I thought looked really cool. And, uh, yeah, uh, Kam- Kamagoye on Hanare for the finish there and, uh, you know, some kind of stare-down shit with uh, 
Jeff Cobb and Kota Ibushi. So maybe they're setting up that match for Wrestle Grand Slam or maybe something like that. I don't know. But all I know is that these two guys are going to collide and uh, hook that shit up to my veins, please. It's just it's this is one of those matches that you didn't know you wanted, right? It's that cliche. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I didn't know. Oh my god, okay. Like in particular, there's a part where um, Cobb has picked up Ibushi and he hits the belly to belly and throws him across the ring, and it's fucking insane. And it's like shit like that that gives you hope. Like, oh my god, this is going to be amazing. Obviously, the Hinari and Tanashi, Tanahashi things like a feud for down the line. That's definitely yeah. going to happen. Um, and that'll continue to, you know, pick at each other over, over time. Uh, the finishing sequence is pretty cool because you have, like, uh, Cobb, he picks up both opponents, which looks kind of silly because Tanahashi has to, like, hop up there. <laughs> but then he gets knocked to the outside. Um, and in a V-trigger, sling blade, high fly flow to the standing opponent, then Kamigoye to Hinare. We don't see the, the standing one very often. That's kind of the, you know, high fly flow is a five-star frog splash, but it's done to the floor it's done to the opponent's back he's done to the opponent's knees it's done to the opponent's face it's done to his his you know all these different kind of yeah. variations and it's done to a standing opponent which i like that one so that that's actually probably the safer of all of them <laughs> you know what i mean it's like i'll catch yeah because the other wrestler can kind of catch him and help right. him break his full so, shit yeah pretty good <laughs> yep now uh now i uh yeah yeah i do remember what i was gonna say Cobb and Ibushi did have a match at the G1, and I'm pretty sure okay. Ibushi won that. It was good, but this, yeah, and I, I but, remember it being good. Yeah, I remember it being good too, but the difference here this time is that was a G1 match. G1 matches aren't always feud-based, and that was before, you know, uh, I think, uh, Cobb had joined the Empire and all that kind of stuff. So this time it's not a, all right, we're fighting in the G1, let's go. This time it's a... Fuck you. This is a feud. We're going to fuck each other up. And yeah, I'm all for it. I love it. I I can't wait. Well, Luke, it's that time of the show. It's a time Dude. where we talk about our weekly recommends. Um, Or did you ask me a question? I, I couldn't quite catch it. I'm sorry. I did not. Oh, you I did. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought you said, did you? And I was like, did I what? Um, anyway, so, <laughs> um, all right. So we had some really good ones this week. Uh, last week, we had the amazing... Uh, you know, Ishii versus Ibushi match. This week, we had one uh, that was your recommendation. It was kind of scary. What did you think, Luke? Um, let's hear what yours was and what you thought about it. All right. I'm talking to you, and I'm kind of making jokes because of the men involved, and I can't help myself. I've always got to kind of uh, uh, dig the knife in and stuff. But this is a never-open title match versus Yujiro Takahashi and... Tomohiro Ishii. It's from June 29, 2014. And I liked it. It was it was fine. Like there's a couple things in it that annoy me because that doesn't feel very never. But other than that, by the way, um I look at Yujiro in this part of his career and I'm like, this motherfucker's Valvenus. Like, check that yeah. out. Cool. Like, he's he's and he's not wearing jorts, which I really like too. <laughs> and I guess this is before he kind of settled into where he is today because he pulls out shit that I don't see him do anymore, like buckle bombs and shit like that. Like, okay. Also, has Pimpy always had shitty music? Yeah. Yeah, because this theme sucks as well. Ishii comes out to a fucking thrash tune, and I'm all for that. I mean, I, I still prefer his theme he's got now, but I'm like, they must have forgotten to uh, 
put the stupid techno stuff in um, and actually put his actual music in there from of that time because it's kind of thrash metal and I'm like okay yeah yes please uh, Ishii is as awesome and as generous as ever uh, which is nothing new he's fucking awesome in this but I sat there going like all right is this going to be like a 25 minute I'm going to shit on you duro fest no I'm he's a little sloppy in places I guess he's always had that kind of element that's never been uh, ironed out but other than that, uh, I thought he was pretty decent. There is a part of the match where uh, Bullet Club runs out and there's fucking shenanigans and stuff. And then Chaos comes out to beat up the Bullet Club guys. And I don't like that kind of stuff in the never matches. But, you know, it, it is what it is. And I guess if Jay White, if, they're gonna, if they plan on giving the title to Jay White, well, Gato might get involved in that too. So I – and, you know, I – I know that might happen and all that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm, I'm prepared for that. But uh, I did not ex- expect something like that. Is this is this fresh off um, Yujiro joining Bullet Club? Like, yeah, is he a recent yeah, member at the time? Very, very soon after he did, if not the first thing he did after he joined. Right, right. Because, uh, yeah, this is everyone's going nuts for Ishii in this match, by the way. And uh, that's always a good thing. Uh, uh, I don't don't think the crowd's gone nuts enough for Ishii because he's always been in, in the spot that he's in. I don't think he's been moved up or down. He's always been pretty much in the spot that he's in. And uh, you, you, Japanese fans suck. You should be cheering for him more. I think the Western audience likes Ishii more than the Japanese audience, and that's fine. I, I, I mean, you know, I think they love Sonata more than... Say more that last than thing. Well. Luke, say that last thing again. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, Ishii's still in. For, even in 2014, Ishii is in that spot that he's always been in, like that kind of upper middle card, never kind of spot. Hasn't gone up or down. And I'm like, fans, you should, you guys should be going more nuts for him because uh, he's awesome. And maybe if you did, he'd, they'd bump him up a bit. But uh, I think he's more of a, a – I think he's one of those wrestlers that the Western audience likes more. And, uh, yeah. He's mid card. He's mid card for life, man. Just like yeah. Alexis Montes. So yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's true. But yeah, uh, I was surprised because uh, I was a bit snarky talking to you while I was watching it, and I was definitely ready to drop trow and uh, take a duke on the match. But I can't. It was it was solid. I mean, it's still a step down from the previous match. But how do you follow a fucking Kota Ibushi title match? Like, how do you follow that? you know, with shenanigans and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, so I, you know, two, I have two things about this one. Well, three, I guess one is like, he's just taking all kinds of scary bumps in this match, which is awesome. I mean, he is, I mean, he's just getting suplexed into the ropes and shit, you know? And it's like, Oh my God, is he out of position? Who cares? It's fucking awesome. Um, so, but this, uh, Pimpy has a sex worker with him, which adds a lot to his character. And, uh, you know, is suddenly I can bear him much more. And, uh, I had almost forgotten how horny the new Japan and cameramen are. I forgot that they were so horny cause they are very horny. And if you did oh, not yeah. know that you're going to learn as, uh, if, if Miho Abe ever comes back or muffin ass. So, yeah. uh, cause man, they are like up their holes. It's amazing. <laughs> so that's really funny. And then in the match, they started brawling on the outside, and Ishii picks up a chair, starts beating up 
um, uh, uh, pimpy with it. And I thought to myself, this reminds me of something from my, uh, you know, from the past around here. There used to be this title. This is pretty cool. I think you'll like this. This title was called the American Lucha Corps title. And it was a, uh, it's kind of an Ohio uh, thing that's been in a couple different promotions. And the rules were this, is that it's a normal match when you're in the ring. All right. But when mm. you're on the outside, it's no DQ and you have a 20 count to get back in. Okay, so it's obviously a heel belt, and it's awesome because if a heel has a manager or someone with them, they throw them to the outside and then just beat shit out of them and win the match, you know. And it's it's a great great gimmick, and this kind of reminded me of a Lucha Corps match where they were just it was no DQ on the outside because they just it just was I don't know why, but um you know this was fun I really liked it again Pimpy um it, it just goes to show how awesome Ishii is that he can make Pimpy look great, but this Pimpy. I wish he was around instead of current Pimpy because, my God, he sucks now. Yeah. Um, this is a – oh, by the way, I'm going to make you very happy with my next match, match recommend, but we'll get to that when uh, when we talk about, well, the next match, which yep. is uh, – it's your baby, so go for it, dude. All right, so my match recommendation was Kenny Omega versus uh, Kazucha Okada, number three. This is B-Block Finals from G127, August 12, 2017. And finally, Kenny gets the win. This is kind of the big story of this match. He is U.S. champ at the time. Uh, we have Kevin Kelly, Don Callis, and Rocky Romero on the call. Don Callis is so funny and great and adds so much to these matches. I wish he was always on commentary. I love him and Kevin together. Okada is heavyweight champion at the time, too, and he needs a draw to win the block. Um, and there is a 30-minute time limit. So both guys – so, like, basically, this is the same match they just had, but, like, on speed because they only have 30 minutes to work in an hour's worth of wrestling, you know? And so yeah. it's it's just super intense, and I really like it because there's, like, no downtime. There's only a couple double downs where they sell for more than, like, 10 seconds and they're back up. Um, you know, I, I really liked it. I have so many notes. However, um, let me just read this last part here. So like, just like in their last match when Kenny was too destroyed to stand and like Okada tried to hit him with the, uh, rainmaker, but he just falls to the ground. Okada does that in this match. So he's the one who's been beaten up and nearly dead. Right. And uh, he starts his comeback with these insane drop kicks, of course. And we're all thinking while this is going on, you know, I was watching this live and I'm thinking, oh, well, this is the beginning of the end for Kenny. Because once Okada starts hitting the drop kicks and then hits a tombstone, you're fucked. And that's mm -hmm. just, it, it's like, you know, it's like John Cena, you know, hitting the five knuckle shuffle or something. You're like, God damn it. And why do people stand up after they get punched in the face when they're on the ground? By the way, it doesn't make any sense. So, um, you know, what happens is, is that he he hits Kenny with three rainmakers and Kenny um he ducks the fourth and hits some insane german suplexes reverse oh, rana no. another german the crowd's losing their minds v trigger and a j driller from Kenny insane running v trigger and one winged angel Kenny finally beats okada it's a classic and Kenny goes on to face Naito in the finals and he loses <laughs> so, yes he does <laughs> by the way that match I might have mentioned it on the show before, but that match against Naito at the final, uh, this is when this is my first G1. So I actually saw this match live. This is this one and and the next one that that both men do. I have a bit of a story about that uh, their fourth and final match too, by the way. And we, we will get to that when we uh, we, we eventually cover it either 
well, probably next episode or whenever. Sure. But uh, th- that final between Naito and Omega, I'll call, talk about the kind of on a tick. But that when that final match happened, I I was just godsmacked. I loved it. It's insane. It's I loved so it so much. That, and and the like, the A block finals is Naito versus Goto, and it's very good too. So yep. So uh, my sister will come come over one, once a week, or we'll go to her place once a week, and you know the three of us will uh, chill out, maybe watch a movie, maybe watch a couple TV shows or something like that. Anyway, I was just like, hey, you got to watch this match, and she's like, I don't want to watch wrestling. So she sat there with a stroppy face, with her arms folded throughout the entire Naito versus Omega match, and I have no idea if she even fucking likes it or not. But the match finishes, and I'm like, did you, did you, did you like that match? So. It's, Yes, it was fucking awesome. Naito's amazing. And she's been a Naito fan for life now. But uh, <laughs> this is... <clears throat> All right, I might be a bit biased because I actually got to see this one live. Um, the other two... <coughs> excuse me. I went back and saw. But uh, this might be my favourite of the first three matches they've had thus far. And... It's also all killer, no filler. And I and I don't mean to disrespect the first two matches. They, that didn't feel very fillery to me either, but it had also had a lot of space to breathe and, you know, it was uh, definitely solid paced and stuff. This is just fucking all out freaking action. It's insane. Also like uh, Omega's uh, Urinagi as well. I think that's really good too. It's just really brutal, brutal shit. Like, like, Carter's nuts. Like, this is his fucking mega reign, right? Like, the longest reign in New Japan history. He's, he's, he's all up in that, that total run right now. And I'm, I'm just like, man, I think he'll be champion again, but I don't think he'll ever have a reign that comes anywhere close to that because, like, there's only so many, like, you, you can't work at that pace for that long <laughs> that many times, can you? No, we see what it's, he's like now, and it's because of this, you know? It's because he fucking killed himself being the fucking best in the world, and at the time, like, he's the best in the world, right? He just he just is. Uh, I... Uh, Kenny Omega and Kazuchika Okada are two of the big reasons I decided to not watch their free matches on YouTube or anything like that. I just went straight into, I'm going to subscribe for a month and see how it goes. And, you know, here we are. But I'm just not a, I love his in-ring. I think he's amazing. But I don't think I've ever been firmly, fully behind Kenny Omega, like, ever i don't know why man like i do i do like him i think he's a phenomenal wrestler i think he's very innovative i think he's fantastic but uh we cut to today and he's got like fucking belts coming out of his ass i think he shits gold now but uh i remember writing into swf thinking like i don't really like him as a champion and they're like he just got the belt give him a chance and now we're like a month or two later and i'm like yeah, I'm still ready for him to lose that belt, please. Like, and it's not going to happen anytime soon because he's probably going to lose his other belts first. And I'm just like, oh, yeah. So I don't know. Maybe Omega is the kind of guy I like to see chase belts and not necessarily yeah. have belts. Yeah. Uh, and you know, anyone who's loving that stuff, by the way, awesome. Uh, I don't, 
hate it. It's not like I fast forward or anything. Like I still watch the show, but you know, it's definitely not my favorite thing going on on AEW right now or in wrestling in general. I know everyone thinks it's maybe it's the new hotness, and if they do, awesome. <laughs> I'm not going to shit on what people like. Um, I'm going to shit on what I don't like, which is, I think, completely different. <laughs> but I do recall you you said you were going to say something about Mr. Yes. Omega. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. So here's the problem with Kenny Omega. Here's my problem with AEW and why one of the major reasons I don't watch it is because as a wrestler, your job is to pop the fans, not the boys. That's mm. it. That's it. And their whole gimmick is popping the boys. And it's just, it's so old. It's so, it's just so tired. And I mean, now listen, I've had bad experiences with, with that kind of thing in my uh, sphere of wrestling with certain guys that are that way and having to watch that every week and all this bullshit. And so I kind of am, I've been sick of that for a long time. So I, you know, I just, I don't care about their stupid inside jokes. I don't care you know, about that. I want to see the stuff that is going to pop the fans. I want them to be performing to us, not to the people in the back. And that's my opinion on that. And that's why I don't really want to watch AEW because I think that's their whole gimmick is they just want to pop the boys. No, there's a lot of things that impress and excite me about AEW. And uh, I have that, limited uh, experience with AEW, but what, what I see, this is what I have have found and maybe it's specifically the elite guys that i'm not which i love those guys they're great wrestlers i just i think their act is tired because we saw this act in new japan yes for years and 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 i granted a lot of them maybe a lot of the AEW or american audience didn't watch all that stuff but like i think i feel like yeah I've, I've, i've seen this uh now uh granted he didn't do the whole thanos you know, got to have them all kind of thing that he's doing now. He would have but, if he could have. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, def, definitely. Like, if Omega was still in New Japan, do you think uh, he'd be sitting on his ass? No, he'd, he'd want to be the double champ too. Absolutely. And then he'd want to be a triple champ, yeah. So, look, I get I get why people like that stuff. It's not for me, but there is enough in AEW that is for me. So then that's fine. And that's same with New Japan. There's stuff in New Japan that's not for me. But, uh, you know, I, I like to love uh, almost everything else. Now, <clears throat> I'm going to jump ahead here with my match recommend, and it's not the match you think, Mr. Andy. And I say that because uh, I'm looking at the Never Open list right now. And I remember when we were going through Ishii's reign, there's one match in that reign that is not up on New Japan World. And mm-hmm. I'm not fucking happy about it because I wanted to watch Tomohiro Ishii versus Kushida. I think that would have been fucking awesome. Well, this time, Mr. Andy, it's the same deal, but I don't want to watch that match anyway. It's uh, Yujiro's first uh, defense of his Never Open title, and it's against uh, Yoshihashi. It happened on uh, September 24th, 2014. In the uh, convex Okiyama arena or something, uh, all you need to know that yeah, that match is not up on New Japan World. Well, what? All you need to know is uh, Yujiro wins because Yoshihashi's only ever had one belt and he's got it right now. So, <laughs> all right. So, what's your we're skipping ahead, Mr. <laughs> Andy, to his second defense, which will be Tomohiro Ishii versus Yujiro Takahashi. 
This happened on October 13, 2014, in the in uh, in Tokyo Rie Rie Goku, and I don't know the event. I'll I'll just give it a quick clicky on. Right here, this is really good podcast. It happened on at a show called King of Pro Wrestling. There you go. Kapow. There you, go. you have to click on it to find out. It just tells you what the match is. It doesn't tell you what the show is until you click on it. That's if you're looking at the champion list of matches. Right. So yeah, that'll be our next match. It's the same lineup as the previous match. It's Yujiro uh, versus Ishii. But whereas I was kind of dreading my recommend because holy shit, I'm recommending a Yujiro match. This time I'm recommending another Yujiro match, but I'm kind of looking forward to it because I don't mind 2014 Yujiro Takahashi. Holy shit, I, I said that. Not only did I say that, I said it out loud on a recording. So there you go. So, Mr. Andy, you, you probably expected me to say, all right, next match is Yujiro Takahashi versus Yoshihashi. But no, it's not up there. So we skip it. I, I like to be surprised by these, so I'm not sneaking ahead or anything. But, uh, yeah, okay, so that's great. That'll be fun. I'm ready to look at that one and see, you know, hopefully Ishii wins. And uh, my match recommendation is we are finally coming to a close. It is Omega versus Okada 4 at Dominion. This is on June 9th, 2018, and this is a best two out of three falls match. They've done all the other gimmicks. They're going to do this gimmick, and it's going to be fun. So uh, that's my match recommend for next week and uh i'm looking forward to getting out of the omega okada world and uh, i have some fun stuff planned for ahead as i know you do it's going to be a blast i i do know what uh mr andy is planning after uh, omega okada 4 and uh i've not seen a single match with the, the competitor uh, the competitor the wrestler that uh involved so this is going – I've heard about him ad nauseum. Like, you you watch wrestling for long enough, you've heard the name. So uh, I'm not even going to mention it. If Please can, don't. Yeah, it's a surprise. Hell no. I got a lot of surprises next week. A lot of surprises next week. So you guys got to be paying attention. Yeah. So, yeah, that was uh, an interesting few shows. We got some ups and downs. We're a little fatigued, but I think we'll perk back up again because uh, tomorrow night and the night after, we've got some uh, big matches. Usually, uh, you and I aren't very... Uh, we're, we're not, we're not going to fantasy book these, but I, I just want to point out... I'm, I'm also having a lot of fun talking to you right now, Mr. Andy, so uh, just let me stall just for that a little longer. Oh, there's a really cool cartoon kind of picture, by the way. I send it to you of um, – it's actually Smart Wrestling Fans Facebook group's, like, main photo as well right now. And it's um, a very cartoon animated thing for the Wrestling Grand Slam stuff. But uh, tomorrow night – that's Tuesday. Tomorrow night we're going to have some – fun stuff happening and that is Zack Sabre Jr. versus Tongaloa. If uh, Tongaloa wins, Zack Sabre Jr. and Tai Chi are never allowed to challenge, uh, <laughs> well, challenge for the tag titles ever again. I think not ever again, but I mean, as long as JD hold them, I guess. Uh, the next match will be the Iron Finger from Hell ladder match. Tai Chi versus Tamatonga. That's uh, what, the second ladder match ever. And then you've got, oh, fuck yeah, Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Jay White, which, uh, fuck man, how can you not be pumped for that? By the way, I just want to point out that on the next night, 
the first match on the card is Doki, Zack Sabre Jr. and Taichi versus, I bet you can't guess, so I'll just leave it at that. But uh, otherwise, <laughs> otherwise uh, the major two matches on night two, May 4th, will be El Desperado versus Yo. Oh, so that so we won't have to see him tag too many more times, I guess. So, yeah, it's coming to a head in a couple of days. So, yeah, that's something to All look forward right. to. And then you've got your main event match of uh, that guy versus Shingo. So there's some big matches. It's going to have a big feel. So these are the main wrestling Donkaku shows. Yay. <laughs> I also want to say, Mr. Andy, before I uh, sign off, sorry, I know I'm talking a bit too much now and you probably want to be like, I'm fucking tired, Luke. Can we? Yeah. Uh, I also want to mention that a lot of the matches, Forbidden Door related matches that are happening that involve New Japan Pro Wrestling, they are turning up on New Japan World. So if uh, anyone listening is very curious and they they don't want to watch Impact or they, you know, they've, they've, they've got a bit of time, like you can go to New Japan World right now and you can watch the title matches between Finn Juice and the Good Brothers um, and all that kind of stuff. I think... Uh, it, they might even oh, – I wouldn't be surprised if the Dynamite uh, IWGP US title match turns up on World as well. So um, that's always a really good thing. So if you feel like if you don't want to pay for uh, for more channels or you don't want to pay another wrestling company money for a subscription or something like that, these Forbidden Door matches are turning up on World, which is very helpful, I yeah, guess. It's good for me because I'm not going to watch that crap, so – <laughs> I'll watch it only if it's on World, but I'm not going to, like, you know, I mean, Cable, fucking forget it, man. Yep. And uh, in the Switchblade, we trust. Tree of Woe. 